Yo, 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 it's the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. It's your boy, Good Life Russ. Uh, I just want to come out and say thank you, man. I got to say it every episode. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for your viewership. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. That's what gives these conversations legs and helps them move forward. This is a podcast about mental health. We talk about wealth. We talk about wellness. We talk about healing. We talk about unity and togetherness. But more importantly, we talk about self. So... I say this every time, but it's one of my favorite shows when it's a, a first timer. I got a new guest in the building. I'm really excited. Um, been looking over your social media, you know, uh, funny as hell, <laughs> seeing the things you post and what you say. But I think what stood out to me the most is uh, your mind, how your mind works, the things you question, you know what I mean? How you challenge society with your post, you know? So I'm excited for this conversation, man. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are. What's up? What's up, world? It's your host with the most, Jay Gamble. You can find me on Facebook, Open Table. You can catch me on IG, Talk to him, 82. That's T-A-L-K, the number two, E-M, 82. I am the host of a, a podcast, The Conversation with Jay Gamble, which is soon to be back out um, off the ground. Um, I'm an independent business owner. I do marketing and promotions, you know, your vision is our priority. I'm just here to help people grow, you know what I mean, and keep it together. I love that, man. I love that. Okay, so I'm definitely going to have to come get on your pod. I didn't know you you had a podcast. So what's your show about? Oh, uh, really just challenging the, the, the social media narrative, you know what I mean? I realized, <laughs> you know, I grew up in, you know, I'm born in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. You know, we had house phones or you talk direct. You know, and it and it gave a different kind of rapport with people. You know what I mean? And I think we lost that with social media. You know, as soon as they put a headline out there, you know, here comes a fight. You know, from each side. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like if we just <clears throat> simmer that down and just uh, we're able to have a conversation with each other and to at least hear each other's perspective to know where and why we coming from, where we coming from. I think we have a better chance at, you know, dealing with each other. I agree, man. It's so much confusion on social media. You know what I mean? Man. And we play a part of it by not educating ourselves. It's like, you know, people are so quick to get a conclusion and an opinion about things like some things we really need to discuss. Like we need to bring multiple people to the table and talk about it. Absolutely. Because, you know, you know, social media, I guess it started off to keep people connected, but then it started to become more of a business, more of a hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then it became, you know, the more likes you got, the more popular you got. And, yeah. you know, I can remember when YouTube dropped, you know, even when Soldier Boy admitted that he was doing it, you know, they would throw a, 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 a misleading title on a link to make you want to click it just to get that click. You know, the more clicks, the more money. And, it's like that's what everybody is doing now. Everybody is just they they trying to go viral with the with the the most unpopular statement, you know what I mean? But the energy that, that they putting out there is just it's bad right now, man. I'm gonna be honest, it's bad. Yeah, and I, I think that's how a lot of people are losing followers and presence. You you become the boy that cry wolf. You know what I mean? Like. Uh-huh. You only got once or twice for me to click that link. It better be something good. All right. I ain't gonna be here though. No, I'm scrolling on if if I ain't unfriended you. Yeah, man. <clears throat> and, and and you know, people have got so comfortable 
living behind posts. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and it just, I don't know, it just it just makes things so disingenuous, yeah. you know, nowadays. So 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 my podcast, what I try to do, I just try to challenge the narrative and just try to appeal to people to say, if you just think on a regular mindset, you know, and not, and not think social media, then maybe we could understand things better because if we just follow whatever social media headlines say, we'll be we'll be lost. Because they're going to tell us whatever's going to going to catch interest, whatever's going to go viral. You know what I mean? They're not going to tell us the details, you know what I mean, the 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 kinks, the ins and the outs, the the whys. All they want to do is sell you a story. Yeah. You know, and people buy that so much. I just refuse, I just refuse to be okay with it. You know, and if I could use my voice, you know what I mean, to, to you know, extend that, then that's what I'm here for. I love that, man. I love that. Yeah, I definitely want to check your show out. I would love to be a guest on there. I think those are the conversations we need to at least start with. There's several conversations we got to have as a community, but there's particular ones that lead to foundational things I feel like, you know, we need to start having. So what can you explain what Open Table is? Okay, so Open Table is just what it sounds like. You know, the table is open. Anybody can eat. You know, my page is... Uh, it's an open ways where, you know, you can advertise your business and, you know, me as a supporter, I would definitely push it forward as well. You know, um, I created the page as a promoter, you know, to draw attention to businesses of different um, aspects, you know, different levels. Um, and so it's pretty much open. You know, you come as you are, you know, I, I host my podcast based off of my open table page and it's also connected to my Laughing Lounge page, which is a comedy show, um, a series that I try to do at least two or three times a year. Right now, I'm just trying to regroup and get back to that. Um, and then it also is connected to uh, my podcast page. So, so coming to my page will also bring you, you know, a further reach of people that just follow me organically, just because you know the way I connect with them. So it's open. Okay. I like that. I like that. It sounds like we have a similar structure. That's something I've always wanted was a network. You know what I mean? Network of people I could use that they, they can use me, service for service, word. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what can help the black community is if we're bringing all those resources to each other. And then if no one in that network can do it, we outsource. But it's like the first type of business is within us. You know, that's that's what I've learned that other communities do. Like, that's what the Jewish community do. They work with their network. So even if someone can, quote, unquote, do it better out of network, I'm shopping with you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're in network. Me and you still doing business. But there's also now an opening where I can tell you ways to improve your business as well. You know, I can give you critique. I can give you advice. So it's not just a give or take. You know what I mean? It's a it's a full circle. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And you know the 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 funny backstory behind how I came up with the name Open Table mm -hmm. was because you know Columbus, Ohio. You know, shout out to the city. You know, we got a lot of talent, but we don't have a lot of market. Yeah. And me growing up here and knowing that, and my dream is to try to further you know the people in my where I'm from. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I just know that they'll they'll follow you more if you're anonymous more than you are as they know you. Yes. So um, if I would have came out with a page, Jay Gamble, and said, hey, I'm doing business, I'm doing this, a lot of people more than more than not would have just been like, oh, that's Jay. That's, you know, that's bro. You know, it, it's not really taken serious. But when I come with open table, it's like, oh, who is this guy? It's, it's interesting. It's more intriguing. And, you know, down here, it just seems to work better. You know, um, you know, of course, I interact with people personally and directly. And once they see the face, they know who it is. But that's not who I'm operating as. So whatever the task to Jay Gamble has nothing to do with open table. Mm. You know what I mean? Smart. Yeah. yeah, I do the same thing. That's smart. So where are you from? I'm from Columbus, Ohio, east side Mount Vernon all day. Yeah. Nice. What schools you go to? I went to I went to Trevitt Elementary. I went to Everett Middle School. Well, me and my guys, we broke basketball records. Nice. Then, you know, I went on uh Brookhaven, you know, God rest Coach Howard. Yeah. Uh I graduated from there, and then I went out to Kentucky State for a year for, under social work. Didn't really like the environment, so I went out to uh, another HBCU in South Carolina for two more years, and then I came back home. I just graduated media school last last October. Congratulations. That's dope. I appreciate that. Um, that's the majority of my school. I had some barber college in between there, you know, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm one of many. You know, I've been venturing out and just trying to... Active all trades, yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I like finding businesses that cater to the people, though. You know, okay. if it don't benefit the people, for me, it's no good. Same. So. Same. And I, and I think that's important as we're uh, blurring the lines between hustling, entrepreneurship, and businesses. You know what I mean? Because to me, there are three different mindsets that you got to be to operate on. And some people can operate all three, you know what I mean? And I and I think our generation, that's what we're moving towards, you know what I mean? Because I'm 34, so I was born in 88. So I, I I always tell people I think we're we're that golden generation. Like, we grew up actively without technology, and now we're, like, running technology, you know, and we're pushing it forward. So I think a lot of now what we need is the economics, things we were never taught, things we didn't grow up seeing a lot in our neighborhoods. And I think that's the culture shock. You know, I would agree Columbus has so much talent, but I, I would also agree about the market. And I think it's because that product is just not prevalent here. So the consumers aren't used to sh shopping certain things. They aren't used to paying certain things at the door. And you'll take that same person and they'll go to Vegas and pay a hundred dollars to get into the club. You know what I mean? So it's like, cause they know that's happening out there. They they're used to that. They can see. So here, when the artists start coming together and we get that collective, it's going to help. That's the, the economics. It's going to help everybody out because now they're going to be more comfortable with trusting our events and our ideas and the artists can get compensated now. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and one one of my biggest uh, hopes or, or dreams, I would say, is that, you know, us as a, as a unit, as a people, actually buy in to buying into each other, supporting off of each other's backs because, I mean, if, if we, and and, I, and this is probably, you know, beating a dead horse, but if if we buy into our own as much as we buy into those nationwide and worldwide brands, you know, a lot of us 
would be in bigger and better position. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, you know, I mean, that comes with time. That comes with trust. Right. You know, trust is a big thing. You know, how do I know when you get to the big bag, you're not going to cut me off or whatever. But, you know, we need to start building those unions, you know, just as how we met, you know, things like that to to secure the bag, if that's what they want to, you know, paraphrase it as. Because, mm-hmm. um, man, we got it's so much out here. There's so much out here. And my goal is to, I try to promote and advertise any and every talent, business, service, aspiration, or whatever, you know, in hopes that one day maybe, you know, I can I can call this guy up to help this guy. Or oh, you need this service? Okay, I got a guy for you. Hey, remember I did this for you? I need you to come over here and do this for them. And then it's, oh, I like their service. Now they're working, you know, and it's like a, a non, it's like a non, non-stop wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my that's my goal. That's my dream for everybody, you know. Um, but we gotta we gotta buy into really supporting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, one thing I do see, you know, when it comes to independent businesses, is the minute something goes wrong, the consumer takes no no time to put them on blast. Yeah, I mean, two two three paragraphs, you know, and I've never seen that. When it comes to these corporate businesses, ever so, you know, it's like, what's your expectation? Y'all expecting an independent business to operate on a corporate level with independent revenue yeah. and 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 bear to no no support, you know. Uh, I don't know. It just it's it the ideology. It's it's flawed logic. You know what I mean? Because but but it's mostly because they don't understand business. But it's flawed logic because a small business is not trying to run like Walmart. That's not Walmart was never the goal. Walmart is greedy in a sense. If you think of business wise, right. you know what I mean? That, that's not the goal for a small business. It's to supply their area. Walmart trying to get everybody to shop. So when you trying to compare a small business to them, they're always going to fail. It's never going to be able to keep up with that type of demand, that type of customer service, that type of product. You know what I mean? So a lot of it, it, it's it's us. We got to dumb down what we want. You know what I mean? But I think it's going to get to the point where people overuse the stuff and then they start dumbing themselves down like, okay, I need less or, you know what, I need to start learning how to grow my own food. You know, just taking those minor steps. You know what I mean? But it, it's going to make worlds of difference, especially in a market. when we, And we run the market. How many times do we need to see it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm starting now at the... Uh, the heads at Adidas talking about all oh, like uh, we think we made a mistake with Kanye. Like you, you think like we control the buying power. You could have got right. canceled behind canceling boy. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't really get it until they see it, but everybody's eyes is open now. Like we have the dollar, we have the influence. We just got to do something intentional with it. You know what I mean? We just, we letting everybody have our greatness. And now, I want to make two points to what you're saying. One from the old conversation about uh, the difference between business and hustle. And then one about the Kanye thing and you saying that, you know, we control the market. You know, one of my underlying issues with us as a people is, you know, okay, when it comes to people like Kanye, granted, he is very, very random. Right. But he's honest about what he feels, none the least. 
you know, but it's only when he does some unpopular shit. Here we come with the avalanche. You know, I kind of feel like we helped Adidas and you know those markets that he was he was dealing with. We helped them roll him out the door. Yes, we helped. Him. You know, we called we called him crazy. You know, we called him we called him every name but an honest man and a trying man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then now look now look at Adidas. Now they saying, damn, we messed up. Now Kanye is doing you know things that bring him more light to life. You know, he he has the uh. You know the the gospel sermon going on. Mm-hmm. People are enjoying the music now. People are applauding him, but it's like, where was where was this energy when I was trying to tell y'all? Like, look, I'm not crazy. I'm just mm-hmm. standing for mine. Like, you know, we we definitely participate in our own downfall. You know, a lot of times more than not, more than we realize, because as soon as as soon as all it takes is a, a social media headline to come out there, and we biting it. Yeah. And by the tenth, and by the tenth comment, you got this person, person arguing with this person. Now with disrespect. Now we never. Now we lose sight of the point at hand or the mission at hand. And then you know the next day, it's you know everybody wants to make funny memes about it. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then and then and then as soon as they drop the hammer, then we want to cry about the connections that we don't have. Excuse me, my phone. Right. Uh, it's just crazy to me, you know, when we're going, when we're going, I mean, stand on what you believe and, and, and hold that energy. You know what I mean? Now, when we was talking about the business. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, one thing I will say on the other side of, you know, lack of support and people expecting independent businesses to operate on corporate levels is if you're serious about your business, you know, take your time, you know, and, and, and get good at it and find something that you can really offer people. That way it's not perceived as a hustle. That's very important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I know a lot of people have genuine intentions and they want to grow, but sometimes like as soon as they find a little something, then they want to jump and that's and that goes both ways because a lot of these businesses are are side hustles or brands, but people investing in it like a business, and that's why it's not taking off. Like some things only are going to go so high and so far. That's why I like what you said. You know, I, I get involved with businesses. One things I'm interested in, but two as well things that can help people and benefit people. You know what I mean? And making sure you're not selling poison. So because that stuff affects the business, too, like you putting that negative energy into what you're doing. So even if it's making you money, that doesn't mean it's successful. And that's what a lot of us are learning. Like that success is not based on how much revenue it brings in. Like how many lives are you changing with this product? You know what I mean? Like how many people can say their life was actually benefited from it? Or are we just mudding up a bunch of people's lives? You know what I mean? With products they already have and don't even need. So now, as we start to advance, as we start to grow, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. All right. And as we start to advance yeah, okay. and grow now, we're going off of need and necessity. Um, a lot of shit that's in the world right now to be bought, to be traded, just has no substance. You know, it's just a product. So once we go back to actually 
putting care into the food, putting care into the clothes we make, putting care into the music and putting that love and soul into it will be good. But I, I truly think it's going to get worse before it gets better, especially with the drop of like AI and stuff. They're just trying to take the soul out of art. They're trying to make art like a job. You know what I mean? And the, and the two are opposing to each other. Like art has no structure. It's freedom. It's supposed to be an expression. And then a job has a structure. You know what I mean? A job has a function. A business has a function. It's to make money. So we, too, have been blurring those lines. We want both. And a lot of artists, even the great artists, had no money <laughs> during their lifetime. Their work didn't get great till 10 to 100 years after their death. You know what I mean? So they didn't realize that's so when none of their family was able to keep any of the revenue. None of their family was able to keep benefiting and profiting off of it. So we're getting a lot smarter, man. I um, I was showing my son the other day, um, like the story, the like the Lion King story. You know what I mean with Jason when he's playing Simba and like the deal that they try to give him, the first deal that they offer him for that role that had no points, no royalties. I think it was just like two million dollars, and at that time, that's a lot of money. You know what I mean? So him having the representation, which was his mom, to restructure the deal, they took less. They only took twenty thousand up front and basically took a bunch of points. And royalties that kept rolling and earning, basically, the more money he made, he could make more money. You know what I mean? And I think they said, like, after 10 or 15 years, it had hit $100 million. So it's these things now that we're learning. It's not about the fast dollar. It's not even about being the richest. It's not even about being the best. It's about making sure, like, you're putting something in the universe you feel comfortable and content with, something you would want to brag about, something that you can be proud to talk about. And we make money in all these ways like we're ashamed of. Whoa. But we, yeah, I was saying like we make money in all these ways we're ashamed of that we got to regret it. And then we can't, we don't invest that money. You know what I mean? It's the same with handouts. Like it's hard to invest a handout. It's different when you're actually going to make the money to put back into your brand. Like I've always believed in bootstraps. I never was really gung-ho to go get a loan. I'm like, let me try to make this money on my own. Let me go work a few hustles, a few jobs, put into myself. And then I realized that time when I was putting into myself, it made me want to go harder. You know what I mean? It's just that that recognition. You like, man, I, I did it. You feel me? So a lot of us are just doing it for the first time. And it's going to be scary, man. Like when business gets rough, you cannot abandon shit. True. You got to stay in there. So how does that how does that go for you and your brands when things get rough? No doubt, absolutely, I agree. I mean, uh, one thing that not to gloat about, but I think is really valuable about me and how I interact with people. I actually live what I say, mm -hmm. and by that I mean, even with you know business and promotions. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been building six years. I've been invited to events. I've hosted. You know, I've advertised. I don't know how many but I do it for the interest of others. You know, in hopes of one day making some good money. To this day, I can't say I've made over a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and that's real talk. 
now outside of my comedy show, you know, that helps. Mm-hmm. That pours into me being able to keep to do what I do for others. But I understand it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not ready to jump off of prices uh, because I don't think I have the level of delivery that requires payment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, people yeah. can afford it. They're generous. And I give a thousand percent against the end. That's just me. You know, but the, the truth of the matter is, it's important to me to make sure that one is never undervalued. And mm-hmm. two, I'm, I'm getting a lifelong appreciation. Mm. You know, uh, that goes into what I was saying about the business versus the hustle. I could easily go out here and say, oh, $20 to get on the next $20 to do a video. But then when they look and they say, well, what do you do? And I'm just saying, this is my ambition. It looks like a hustle. Mm -hmm. People are not going to take you serious. Right. No. But I'm going to still give that effort a million dollars. You know, every show, anywhere I go, I, I tend to be a whipping billboard. This this brand here, niche clothing. Uh-huh. My my brother's line, independent, family ran. It's amazing. Find your niche, niche clothing. Check it out. I do that for nothing. You know what I mean? Because it's bigger than making a dollar. If I can help 10 businesses, I'm always good. Right. That's a fact. You know, so. I think that's too. That comes from. Go ahead. I'm saying a lot of people. They try to sell things that's not really genuine or authentic to them, and it comes off as phony, and it right. stunts the growth. People know, like, oh yeah, you're just trying to make a couple of dollars. Oh yeah, you you put a sweatsuit on, threw a couple of letters on there, got a hundred likes, and then tomorrow you're taking orders. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like don't don't cheat yourself by cheating the people. You know what I mean? Believe in it and just. Just, 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 just build. You know what I'm saying? Building your trail and grow your vision. That's what I believe in, and that's what I stand by. You know, and I take it from here all the way to North Carolina, Georgia, and back. You know, with this, but uh, I think, yeah, everything you're saying is bond. I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble with their intentions or business. Cause it comes off there seeking validation or clout. You know what I mean? You got to really know what your business purpose is, who your market is, who you trying to target. Cause then I think it keeps you on the straight and narrow down the line. You know what I mean? But we're in a day and age now. So many people have been rubbed wrong ways about business. They have this guard up, you know, and I don't go out there and really, I don't try to convince people to shop with me. Like I know I do good work. 
I know I put everything I got into what I do, and I know the people that it's for is going to get it. I don't even really try to sell people on my work. You know what I mean? I show them my work. I tell them what I do. I tell them I write books. But my goal in life is to try to serve you, like try to figure out how I can help you, try to figure out what I can put into this room. You feel me? I come in here. I'm trying to take one out. I'm leaving two or three every trip. You know what I mean? Because that also builds into your humility. And then that starts to show the intentions of what you do. Like my intentions behind my businesses, behind the net, even the network you speak on, because I, I feel the same. It's even to leave these connections back for my kids. So when they're of age, you know what I mean? I could be in Africa doing some shit. They of age, they can go to my homie and get it, get their car and get it tuned up and get an oil change. And they don't that and I know there's somebody I trust that's gonna look after my kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't never have to exchange no money. We don't never gotta, you know, we don't never have to do that. We can still have that strong connection that's gonna be in my favor because it's helping out my family, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of times too, we're growing up and realizing we gotta put in more stuff like that. Not temporary happiness, not weekend fun, but put something into your life that's gonna keep snowballing through your life. Yeah. And make sure that it caters to your mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I love I love doing business with people. I, I love like, you know, if I see somebody with a stand, you know, I'm already I'm I want to go over there and ask a couple of questions. You know, what you doing? What you trying to do? And then it's, you know, how can I, you know, how can I help you? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I try to rephrase it, you know, because a lot of people are egotistic. You know, you know, how can I, how can I be a, an addition? How can I add something to what you got going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm going to do. I might go down to the barbershop and, you know what I mean? Tell everybody in the barbershop about you. Just, that's just me. That's just how I do. You know, so the business that I do, I do, it caters to my mission. You know, I do it genuine, you know, and I enjoy it. And it took me, it took me a far away. It took me a far away. I've been in some good spaces with some great people. You know, Natasha Reigns, Cassandra, uh, my homegirl Rashida, uh, Chantel Spencer. uh, I got, uh, the lady uh, sharing the code. She has the, uh, she has the mental, the mental um, health service. Okay. You know, uh, it's put me in some 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 great. And I've met those a lot of those people through the funnels of networking and just doing good business. You know, um, you too can have it all. That's the name of her her uh, mental health service. Y'all check it out. Okay. Uh, but as you see, you know, it's that's just what I love to do. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna be the the anchor and the and the and the seed, you know what I mean, for everybody else to grow if that's what it takes. You know, mm-hmm. because I'm not only, you know, get your information and you know tell people about it when I travel. I want to. I'm taking it out of state. You know, I'm putting it in hands of other comedians, other bodybuilders, whoever I can interchange with or interact with, and I can interchange that information. You know, I'm just a walking flyer. Mm-hmm. You know, until it grows to a point that I become a demand, you know, I'm gonna just keep doing it how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's because you know, that's real smart. It's it's really that's just how I move. You know, it's just you know, it came to me when I was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Shout out to Charlotte, and I was rocking with some comedians out there, mm-hmm. and I realized. 
they need they need somebody to help them focus on business and someone else focus on you know bringing the crowd mm-hmm. and so i just started doing it and they started showing me so much love i can't wait to go back there they showed me so much love you know i just grew from there got my first you know marketing and promotions business out there and when i hit 30 so I came back home with the same, the same energy, but I knew I had to change some things a little bit because you know North Carolina market is different than Ohio's market, right? You know, so now I'm down here, and I mean it's been, it's been a worthy experience. I wouldn't change it for nothing. Yeah, you know, that's good. So how do you? So what's your mental health like? How do you release during these times and situations? How do you keep your composure? What are things you do when things get when things get heavy? Whew. Um, the first thing I pray on it, you know, I, I definitely connect with my higher power. Um sometimes I just take a little inhale, exhale, mm-hmm. and just try to you know think realistically about the situation. You know, one thing I've learned growing up is to learn how to, you know, accept accountability, personal accountability. And, you know, it's, it makes things easier, you know, when you can just find your faults in the matter and how you could have done things better. Mm-hmm. You know, I just try to focus on that, things I can control. Um, and then, of course, you know, I get the, you know, I, I get the doctor's veggies. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, once in a while, but I don't, I don't run to that for a stress reliever. But you know, it definitely keeps me calm. Yeah, so, don't medicate it a little bit. Yeah, I, and I, I try to always weigh the, you know, the pros and the cons of the situation. You know? Yeah, you know, what, what's it, what's it mean? What's it worth? You know, yeah. um, no, that's, that's what I do beast, for the most man. part. That's that's the beast of mental health. You know, this this is what I we're getting. This is what we're educating this new generation that's coming up on. Like, there's going to be very tough days. You know what I mean? And there and there's a lot of work that comes into what we're trying to do in the world. Like, you don't just change the world from your bed. Like, you gotta put in work. You know what I mean? And it's a journey. So I I, I implore people to stop trying to you know get through the journey quickly, or stop trying to teleport to the end. You know what I mean? Like. You're going through everything you're going through, and there's some there's a lesson in it. There's something you can be learning about yourself. There's something you could be learning about the world or your craft. So it's just taking that second, like I love that you said breathing. It's just taking that second to breathe and becoming present. You know what I mean? And being in this moment. And I mean, I, I we can do anything. Like look at humans through time. Like we can do anything, but it's gonna take work. Yeah, it's definitely gonna take work. And you know. Sometimes it's hard to get it out, and as a man, it sucks a lot. You know, yeah. we are we are we are under this umbrella where we we can't we can't vent too much. You know, we can't express ourselves, and you know, shit. I have a lot of weak moments, and it's not that I, you know, have to talk to a woman. You know, what I mean, to to find my comfort, but if I wanted to, it's that it's that chip on the shoulder that's like. You know what? What is how? How is she gonna take this? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. deep down inside, you know, I go through a lot of shit. 
But, you know, in life, learning to grow and just process things, I'm able to just brush it off, and, you know, move on and think about it later. You know, just because I put it, I get past it, don't mean I'm not thinking about it, but I'm learning now to not be trapped in my thoughts and allow it to keep me idle. You know what I'm saying? It's like a basketball game. If I miss a shot, I'm not going to dwell on that missed shot the entire game. I'm going to just say, okay, I'm going to keep in mind that shot ain't working for me. So as the game goes on, my game gets better. If I get hot, I hit that shot. You know, I take it again with confidence. But um, it gets rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to be considerate and think of people first. So it's like for me, I know that my life is absolutely real, as other people's are. But to me, my life is very literal when I express things. So I tend to try not to be the overwhelming person to just call and saturate somebody's ear with all my hard times and my worries. You know, though people say, you know, that's not okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't like getting those calls from the same person every time. Right. You know, if every time you call me, you got to tell me some sad shit, some depressing shit, and you don't want to try to fix it or try to get through it. You just want to just go then sometimes I'm not the one. Yeah. Sometimes, I know, I listen, but if I can't give some feedback to help you, if you ain't trying to come up, up come up out of this, and all you want to do is just hammer your times into me, and you want to give me tick for tack, by how, you want to take me back through it? No, you're disturbing my peace. Yeah. You're selfish. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out how to get through it. You know what I mean? But, I don't know. A lot of times I watch comedies. I, I, what you explained, it's hard being a good person. Like being a good person has plagued me my whole life. It's it's harder on you when you're a good listener. It's harder on you when you have feedback. It's harder when people know you don't really get razzled. So they they try to dump more on you. You know what I mean? Like, and you become just this dumping ground. Like I've been a giver my whole life, and I think. In this point in our lives, in this in this year, the givers are being more selfish. Like we're starting to get take keep for ourselves. You know what I mean? Because for me in my life, I was giving away everything, giving away game, giving away my attention, my time, my resources. You know what I mean? And it's like when you don't have anything, you're gonna be on your own. You're gonna have to yeah. figure it out. So what I'm learning through my moderation is keeping that same energy, not getting that abundance and being like, all right, I'm going to lend this motherfucking money and we going out tonight. And I'm about to, you know what I mean? Like staying in that same, remembering what got you here. It's how a lot yeah. of us get caught up. We, we get real structural. We get real disciplined and then we get comfortable. You got to stay yeah. disciplined through everything you're doing. Even when it, when the sun's out, you got to be disciplined, you know? So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like true. how you put that, man. I like how your mind works. Yeah, because like you said, remembering what, what got you there, you know that that that's that was that's a big thing, and that, and it helps me a lot now because one of my weaknesses is empathy. Okay. So I'm always trying to understand from the other side. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm always trying to think, you know, what if it was me? Or damn, that was me. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm starting to realize, you know, that was me and it's not me no more. And what it took for me to get here was, you know, looking, being able to look past that shit and getting over the shit, not dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. So I no longer feel guilty about 
not giving in so much as people would want me to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I, I used to be like, man, I'll call you back later. Or I'll talk to you later. I'm like, I'm gonna get that shit. And then 20 minutes go by, I'm like, man, you know what? <laughs> Let me go ahead, man. And then here I am, full force, you know what I mean? And then then, then when something comes up for me, it's like they're giving me that energy I feel like I should have gave. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I start feeling like it. And so I've had a hard time with that too. But now, you know, I'm at a point where it's just like, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to always keep you, you know, you know, with the best wishes and keep you in prayer and advocate for the best positivity around you. But I can no longer be your attachment. Because, mm -hmm. shit, I got to I, I gotta maintain my mental stability, too. Exactly. I'm dealing with 10 things an hour every day with no effort. That's just as as soon as as soon as I open my eye, it's it's on the floor. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to learn to manage and maneuver through my own funnels and tunnels. You know what I'm saying? So respectfully, you know, I think it's selfish that people take advantage of that kindness and think that you know all you're supposed to do is just listen to the the downfalls, to the dramas. And most of the shit is fixable. Exactly. It's like, yo, come on, like, yo, if you just want to talk, let, let me talk my shit then. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna listen to you. Let me talk. But if you if you telling me you don't want to hear what I gotta say and you just wanna talk, then no, it's not gonna work. Yeah. I, I feel in those situations, people aren't talking to themselves enough. And then we get stuck in these mentalities. You know what I mean? Everything you saying on point, like. This was a conversation I was having with one of my young boys on the radio. And, you know, and it's, and it's a young guy's mentality, so I understood where he was coming from. I feel like it's along the same lines. But his issue was one of um, his homies keep getting locked up. You know what I mean? So he feels guilty that he can't bail him out every time. And I said, you know, I, I understand that. I understand how you feel guilty because you can't bail your friend out. But ask yourself, like, how is he being a good friend by keep putting you in this same predicament and, and putting you in a position, potential position to fail? You know what I mean? Like, it has to be a two-way street. Like, we, I think sometimes we get so comfortable with holding ourselves accountable. Like, we forget we got to hold other motherfuckers accountable, too. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. That's true. You know, um... Wow, you said a lot right there. Holding others accountable too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, people just, you know, again, they try to figure out what they can control. Mm -hmm. You know, because more times than not, they did something that put them in a situation that they 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 could have not did to keep them out the situation. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like if we can just have those opportunities to have those conversations with people. You know what I mean? With that, without any, any any suspicion of malice intentions or trying to belittle them. You know what I mean? I think it'll it'll do the world a good a, a, a good better. I agree. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I I grew up on harsh reality. Uh -huh. You know, everybody that has something to do with me growing up from my mom, God rest her soul, to, you know, my extended family's family, you know, to the, to the guys in the neighborhood, the OGs and the big bros in the neighborhood, to the barbers, 
to the coaches, to the to the counselors, to the advisors, everybody that that took to me that helped me, you know, get to where I'm at now. It was just about harsh reality. It was it was in no sugar coat. You know what I mean? And in the beginning, it was hard to take, you know, as a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, you know, you're still trying to learn your pride, you know. But as I grew to learn to understand, like, you know, listen to the words, not how it's said, you know. Listen to the the song. Don't don't worry about the volume. You know what I'm saying? It, It helped me better because... They should be able to, they, they, they really want to mold me and, and make me better. And when I understood that, it was like, you know, it's not a conversation I can't have. Somebody can sit down right now and say, Jay, that interview was bullshit. They can do that. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago, it, it there was no way. It would, it would end nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, we got to, we got to, we, we got to, we got to be able to have those conversations with people and, this goes to conversations on any level and, yeah. you know, on any topic. You know, I hate when I see on social media, you know, I hate to sidebar this, but I really hate on social media how it just seems like it's such a man versus woman war. Yeah, Bro, it's so crazy. Everything, everything a man, a, a man post objective to a woman and they, well, the man do it too. And then here come the women. You know, they just love they just love shitting on niggas. You posted Excuse that my language. screenshotted it. No, please. That's that's accept that's encouraged. But you uh posted that and I screenshotted it. Um somebody had made a post about the internet trying to divide us. I say the yeah. same thing. Every time I see that post where it's like um Usher, Tyrese Genuine, pick one, get rid of two. Like, what are we doing? I don't play games like that. Like, I want, yeah. I want I'm gonna listen to all of them. Like, what are we talking about? Like, all of this is divisive behavior. And they buying into it. I'm yeah. like, yo, hold on. My thing is, my position is this. How do we get to the point where women felt like they didn't need men? And men felt like they didn't need women or they would be- like, bro, bro, growing up, I never heard that narrative in my life. Mm-hmm. I've always loved and honored women. I don't even know where they get this narrative of, you know, black men need to protect their black women more. Or we ain't doing enough. I'm like, yo, how do we get here? Yeah. Propaganda. And then here and then all you got to do is get in the comments. Yep. And it's and it's banging. It's, it's it's both sides banging, banging. And then next thing you know, here comes somebody, the girl making a subliminal post by how he was in her inbox with some screenshots. And everybody, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. My reach, my reach is um, obviously the government failed us educationally, but you know we we got failed education wise, man. Like. I don't I don't watch the news at all, but I do research statistics, you know, and, and it makes a lot of sense when they say like the country's on a seventh grade reading level and, and, it, and it shows up on social media because a lot of things people are reading subjectively. They should reply to objectively. I can tell they just don't understand a lot like what someone's saying. So they're reacting to it personally. Like I can make a general post. And someone's going to come tell me their personal situation and how my post is not true because of what happened to them. And then I'll advise them like that's anecdotal. You like you can't apply everyone's life to what happened to you just because it happened to you. Don't mean that's what happened to me. 
Exactly. You know I mean? We can grow up in the same neighborhood and experience it differently. Just because I saw it this way, I'm not saying you didn't see it that way. All I'm saying is I saw it this way. This isn't an that's, argument. That's it. It's a statement. <laughs> Why are we a lot of times, doing this? Yeah, a lot of times I had to shut it down and say, hey, look, this is just my opinion. Yeah. I'm not here to belittle you, but I'm damn sure not about to argue with you. Right. If you can disagree, just say you disagree, but don't, like, you know, I, I grew up in a debating world, you know what I mean? From, right. from, the, from the hood to the barbershop, you know? So I be, I'm ready to go. I'm with the smoke, but I'd rather not go there because it's exhausting. It's, I don't, I don't want to have to go through 10, 15 comments just to prove my original, practical, three-word, four-word comment that you want to come and fight with. Right. I I don't want to do that because it it, it always it's, it's always going to end peaceful because you know I carry peace love and respect for everybody until it gets disrespectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or oh, unless it gets disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. But but it's like you know everybody want to argue and and like you know the men versus women shit man it's it's just so overblown. It's yeah. so overblown, man. I, I it, it's to the point a gentleman. Almost has no shot in this world. Oh yeah, but never. Really it, I mean, as far as the approach, the, the hey, how you doing? My name is Jay. I would like to get to know life. you. I get what you mean. They yeah, I would like to get to know you a little better. You get three messages and then it's ignored. <laughs> and then and then here come here come the post about you without putting your name on it. And it's like yo, I'm, I seen you. I, you you twerking in the stories, but I ain't I ain't even here for that. I'm trying to get to know you, but you so caught in this matrix, you chose to dog me because my conversation wasn't spicy enough. Yeah. Now if I turn out, if I turn, if I came out and was like, "What's up, man? I got this. I got this bread. I'm trying to do this, that, and that." Then it's like, "Ooh, you talking my language?" But you was just posting about wanting a man. Exactly. Fuck is we doing? Bro, and it's, I, it's everyone's getting exposed. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. There's a fake war against men and women. You know what I mean? That because we aren't each other's opponents. Like the yeah. real war is within men and women. Don't so they try to convince us men and women have roles, and now people don't know what roles to play. Like all the lines are blurred, and there's a self identity crisis. You know what I mean? And it's and, and it's trickled in the business with how people use their business, seeking that validation. Like. All of these things I do for myself, I validate myself, I check myself, I remind myself what I got going on, I remind myself my interests, and then I manifest that by by living that, you know what I mean? By not just declaring it, by living it. It's where these lines are getting crossed, like, it's what I consider the difference between smart and intelligent. Like, smart is just having the information. Intelligent is being able to apply it to your life. I can look at your life and tell you no. And then the person on the corner that got to preach about it every day, it don't seem like you know. It seems like you try to convince yourself of this information. It's all an internal battle. And you know what I mean? I, I never, I had to grow up and realize I've never had an issue with somebody in my life. Like yeah. my relationship with everybody is nothing more than a reflection of my relationship with myself. So if I don't respect myself, I'm not going to respect you right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, if facts. I take from myself, I'm going to take from you. You know what I mean? Like, so... Now that we're trying to get better, it's this demand for everyone else to get better. Like our healing does not affect everyone else's healing. Me deciding to take this new path is not going to put them with me. So I both got to detach from where I was 
and also realize I might be I might be alone for the next eight months. I chose to go live in the woods. I might be alone for the next eight months before another person is like, shit, I want to live in the woods too. You know what I mean? Like, and we gotta stay that path. But yeah. everything is so much information is being put on social media, people don't know what to believe. They don't know which path to take. So now they're either frozen trying to make a decision or they're going down all the wrong paths. Like I I I'm I'm I had to stop arguing with motherfuckers online, you know, just because people don't know you. You know, yeah. what you said, I experienced all through my life with women. In my 20s, I could be asking a woman the time, like, oh no, I got a boyfriend. Like, excuse me? Like, this wasn't that. So I really need, I'm, I think I'm late. I really need to talk. <laughs> like, no, seriously, I got a boyfriend. Like, all right, I'm just about to stop talking to you. Like, this was a very strange interaction. I, I just want to talk like people. Every yeah. day not trying to get your draws. <laughs> and every woman's not trying to get your bank account either, man. Like, like, bro, like, bro, we grew up. If you seen the chick you like, you had to either one approach her or somebody was going to go tell her. But at some point, Y'all had to have a direct conversation and exchange numbers for anything to even transpire. Like a lot of us, we come from that. And it's, and it's just so crazy. You know, go back to what you said earlier. You know, a lot of a lot of people's opinions, uh, they they generalize, they, they put they generalize a whole a whole group of people based off specific experience. Right. You know, every 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 nigga ain't like your baby dad or like your ex or 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 whatever and you know what i'm saying and, and every man i mean every woman ain't like your baby mama or your ex-girlfriend or your ex-wife or whatever you know what i mean people gotta realize accountability mm -hmm. would, would say well okay you know i've been through a, a a lot of relationships and had breakups but i've never felt compelled to put that energy in the atmosphere to dog them number one uh two Put any other woman in a in a box based off of them. It just you know it didn't work. It is what it is. You know I gave my all, and you know at some point it just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just that. But you know people put a lot of their personal experience out on other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's and it's almost like we're supposed to be the comforter for their egos for that. You know what I mean? More more than trying to, you know, you're trying to be a companion, you're trying to be a partner. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you're not even realizing this motherfucker need a pillow for their scars. Exactly. They need a bandage for their scars. You know, I just seen, not to cut you short, I just seen a post the other day and, and it really blew my mind. I had to share it. Usually I don't like to do shit to engage too much head on head wars or point something out, but I'm like women. If this is shit y'all really putting out there and said it said it said a man was considered zesty or gay if he owned a cat. And I said, is this where we're at? Yeah. I gotta I gotta I gotta base my manhood off the pet that I own. <laughs> How the fuck did we get here? I seen one this morning I shared and the, and the lady was like, if if your man sleep on the stomach, leave him. I said, so I'm going. I'm I'm going to be lonely because of how I sleep. Because y'all motherfucker, y'all buying, y'all y'all feeding into this. And then when we argue, then it's like, oh, men are insensitive. We're 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 controlling over plant, but y'all want us to be leaders, right? 
and and I'm not and, and and I'm not just man advocating. I don't want no woman coming for my neck, but I'm just speaking <laughs> from the experience of how how crazy the the division is and the and the the little excuse my language dumb shit that yeah. we allow to just grow us apart. Yeah. Like, are we really talking about my manhood because I own a fucking cat? Look, I hate cats, but I got all respect for men that that have cats. You know, I feel like it they it displays. A lot of courage, a lot of patience, because cats are feisty and they really oh, random. Man. Yeah, my cat I, I don't away. like them. Never got another one. Cats are too, they are too <laughs> the upper echelon in their mind. They're, oh, yeah. The cats is like, I should have been a lion. But They're royalty. Yeah, they like, I should have been a lion. This <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. They don't even let you know me out. <laughs> But it just—it I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I think it's—that's it's, the mask. That's the mask of people who still live within the programming. Because you know, we all were subjected to the programming. The you gotta be walking by one. You gotta do this by three. This by five. This by eighteen. Married by twenty-one. Successful by twenty-two. And a lot of people still live in that. You know, I even see it through how they post. Uh, a lot of people still post food like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna make this for my man." Since you've been single for thirty-nine years, it's time to pick <laughs> it up. It's time. It's time to get you that cat. It's time to hang it up. Like it ain't. You. It don't work like this. You know what I mean? Like you can pray for everything you want, but you can't have prayer without the works. Like you gotta actually put the work in. That's why I like to attract. If I want somebody athletic, I'm gonna go to the gym one. If I want to eat better in my relationship, I'm gonna find people who are already eating better like that. That's those are the laws of attraction. You're actually making sure these things are put in your life. You want help with your kids, you're finding someone trustworthy with children. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can't just ask for something and then expect to get it because then it's going to be some Rumpelstiltskin shit. You ain't going to know what you get. You're going to get something, but it ain't going to be how you thought it was going to be. You dig? So then that taught me, stop asking for so much shit. You know, like, why are we even asking for so much? A lot of stuff we can just give to ourselves. You know what I mean? But it's easy. We've been taught to wait. or They've been taught to wait on Prince Charming. We've been taught to wait for the right woman and go have your fun. You know what I mean? And it was all working against us. It was all tearing the family apart because then a lot of us were just becoming bachelors. We didn't, people didn't even want families no more. They wanted the marriage. They wanted the glitz and the glam, but they didn't want the family. And the family is we all responsible for each other. We all helping each other develop. You know what I mean? If you're just taken out of this situation, it's going to fall apart. So social media, like, I even hate when people blame social media for what's happening. Social media is just exposing how people already are. People were just yeah, it's, to it's, hide it's, offline for so long, and, and now it's a camera everywhere. Like, everywhere. Everything is, everything is for viral content. That's what I'm saying. It started off with just keeping in touch. And then people got hit to them likes, and then them likes start growing popularity. Popularity start getting money. And I'm going to tell you, now, you know, with the, with the, with the reels and the stories, Man, you t I mean, I hate to say you talk about selling your soul, bro. I don't even I ain't even about to go into it. <laughs> but you but but you know they had the trend, uh, you know, view my story. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, yeah, it's like is this is this all I gotta do to get a glimpse? Cause more times than not. Men follow fine women. They just they just want to get a peek. They just they just want to see in totality. They want like. They want to They want to lust after some. The the, the the and the finish is that I just want to see what it looked like. But 
shit, if, if all I got to do is view your story and you're doing this every day, and then next thing I know, you're talking about the cash app hustle. Like, come on, man, you can't, you can't try to reel me in with the twerk. For you know what I mean for for a scheme like what is we doing? <laughs> what the fuck, bro? It's scamming <laughs> on a different level, man. Scamming. It's bro. It's scary, but and they and they doing it for viral notoriety, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, bro. It's everything is a business now. Relationships are even a business. Oh yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It's, it's a it's about advantages and like relationships. I got to the point that. Both parties are sleeping with one eye open. Yep. You know what I mean? That's I want to I want to get back to where you could just you know what I mean embrace each other, lay down, go to sleep, come here. You know what I mean? Lay on me and feel this energy. You know what I mean? But if you explain, bro, it, it's, it's it's all about control, and you can control. It's such a you can control it's such a fight, right? Man. They trying to, but but that's why I think relate the absence. You know what came about the absence of love in relationship? It was the control. It's the obligation. I don't even view relationships like that. I don't feel like you should have to be a hostage. Like with me, there ain't no front door in this bitch. Like we can be 10 years day, you know what I mean? 10 years one day in and you want to leave. Like it's going to sting a little bit, but I understand. You ain't no hostage. Like I'm not about to keep you because there should be no obligation. Like all of this should be where we want to be. But we've gotten so wrapped up and we got so much anxiety of where we feel we should be. Or where our mom said we should be, or where our kids think we should be, or where our friends think we should be. And it's like, where do you want to be? You know what I mean? Like, make that shit happen. Because as we start to get more happier people in the world, we're going to get these changes. But with all these miserable people walking around, we're just going to keep hurting each other. It's going to stay like it is. Man, they got a whole formula for what a man's supposed to look like now. <laughs> it's like a it's like a 2K creator man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, it's crazy. Like, if, if you ain't got all five of these things, you're not valid. It's like, wait a minute. That I'm confused. I mean, because you know, I've 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 been on I've I've played both roles. I've played I played the full-time house dad, you know what I mean, washing, folding. Bathing, laundering, cooking, cleaning. I did all that because the position I was in, she was in a better one. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold this down so you can just go out there, do your hours, come home, don't worry about nothing. I did that. And then I was also the guy that was like, okay, if, if, if I don't get it, we ain't got it. You know, and we need to have it. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, what, what, to me, it was just, you know, a man being a man, just rising to the occasion and doing the necessary. You know what I mean? But where do we come to the point of you telling me if I if I'm fitting this box under these five things, I'm not I'm not I'm not a valid option. Like bro, the whole world is single. Yeah, it's crazy. Basically. It's just it's just it's just crazy to me. And I just you know, like I said, growing up in the era and the times that I did, I just want to go get back to that. I've seen that. You know, I remember when dudes had middle school loves. You know what I mean? Every period they was meeting each other for a little kiss or exchanging notes. They sat on the bus, they rode together, and they did that every day. Some took it all the way to marriage. You know what I mean? Some all the way through school. But it was a it was a good thing. It was you know what I mean? Love was love was harmless. Now shit, love is a weapon. It hurt. Yeah. It's what they say it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt, man. <laughs> 
Shit. That's a fact. But yeah, needing each other is where we're gonna get back to that base. You know, that's that's what the government wanted. They wanted us to not have to depend on each other no more and depend on them and depend on what you know what resources they can give. So it's it, we we lost so many words. We lost the word passion. You know what I mean? We lost so many words in this exchange. I feel like in the past 30, 40 years. And that's why I say I think we're that golden age, that golden generation. We got to bring that back because we still remember that. Like you said, we grew up in that. We grew up in that the, that love Jones, that puppy dog love. You dig? And I and I think you, the healthy relationships keep that energy. Yeah. But it's it, it is draining to not be around the thing that you're trying to put in the world. You know, it starts to drain you. You you amongst bad company. So as we advance, as we grow, we also got to connect. You know, too many times we do get healed and we do get money and go dip and leave everybody behind. You feel me? And that's happened to us. So people are starting to get hesitant to want to lift others up. You feel me? But I'd much rather be eating and making money with the family than with the enemies, man. Like Yeah, all day long. Straight up. And, I, and I, I'd rather, my, I'd rather my, my enemy not be my partner. You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, I I shouldn't feel like I'm on a on on a turf of war. You know what I mean? When I when I'm trying to be in the mood for love, like you know, that's crazy. Even even if you're trying to get to know somebody, you know, like I said, I I haven't seen a lot of guys. So females listening, please don't think I'm just targeting y'all. But I'm speaking from a man's perspective and a man's experience. But they be quick to dog a nigga. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he say some unfavorable shit. Let's say the first couple messages, he real nice, and then boom, he like, no, you trying to come over? She screenshotting and putting it out. See, niggas is thirsty. I would never. He thought he had one. Ha ha. Not. And it's like, I just maybe just wanted to cook some dinner and chill instead of just going to a bar. Right. But do yeah. I deserve to be put on blast? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. And what type come of people are y'all rocking with? And and I, the only thing I wonder in my head is, what did I give off that made you think I was on track? Like, what did, was it something I said? Is it something I post? Or is this is just what you experienced? And every man is, like we said, every man is not your dad, your brother, your ex. Like, we are not what you've experienced. I'm a whole different opportunity. So that's where we get ourselves in trouble as people. Either we take advantage of that opportunity or we keep digging a deeper grave. Like, the, the biggest message I get to people this day and age, like, you got to stop getting in your own way. You got to stop blocking your blessings. And if that's forgetting everything you learn, that's step one. You know what I mean? But we got too many beliefs and ideologies that keep us stagnant. They're not progressive thinking. Yeah, man. Definitely not, man. We, we got we to gotta work on this, man. People, we need each other. Men need women as much as women need men. There's no way to balance that. Y'all got y'all strengths, and we got our weaknesses, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There it is. Let's set the table from there, and let's add some some side dishes and make and have this this unity feast, man. Because it's killing us, man. It's killing us. Real talk. That's a fact. So now I ain't, I ain't never felt like I didn't need a woman in my life. Now yeah. I I did acquire some skills, you know, to make sure, you know, like cooking, you know. Right. A woman ain't never going to be able to starve me by saying, well, I'm not cooking tonight. I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, I'm going to go in there and get it in. Those already preheated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel me? I, 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 I'd, I'd have been unthrowing this shit all day, baby. I'm, 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 and I'm going to eat comfortably. I ain't going to eat no slop. 
Right. You know what I mean? But that's just a, you know, that's just, I didn't do make you a play. Yeah, and and you want some? Because I know you do. But I didn't do that to rival a woman. I did that to for self care. You know what I mean? To be able as an as an individual man to be able to you know provide for myself. But I ain't never been in a situation where it's just like, nah, I don't need you to cook. I'm a cook. I don't. I don't need no one. I love that. Babe. Go in there and get in the kitchen if that's what you feel like doing. Shit, I now I get a little competitive. I might be like, shit, you know, I got you this time because I want her to know, man, I can deliver the goods. Yeah, I'm, but I think I'm I think so too. That's that understanding nature. You know, this is this is usually my plight because I feel the same way. I love the black woman. I don't think there's you know many things better than on this earth, if anything. You know what I mean? So it comes to a point where. As men, a lot of times, we're just trying to understand. Like, we got to look at history. Men were not used to being in the house. So when men started being in the house more, we have to learn the functions of being in the house. I'm not trying to take your jobs. I'm not trying to one-up you. I'm trying to understand more of what you do. So now some nights, I'm going to tell you I'm cooking just because I know you always got to cook. That's what you always yeah. do. I don't want you to have the pressure and the stress. I'm giving you an option. Or that's when a man's like, yo, you want to just get takeout. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to give options. I'm not trying to demean what you do. I'm not trying to take what you do. I'm trying to make your life easier. I feel like as a man, it's to make your life easier. Yeah, I agree. A, a million, a billion percent, I agree. You know, the, you know, I'm here to make things easier on you, but please do not mistake that as a weakness yeah. or, or, or some sort of... <clears throat> Red flag, yeah, you know what like I'm saying? It's simp or something. It, it's simp yeah, like, this like don't, <laughs> don't do that because because then then they gotta get different. Then I start, I'm starting to feel, you know, walked over and disrespected. And when I start to feeling like that, you know what I mean? It's 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 big against whoever, and that's not mm -hmm. a good place to be. Not in love, not you know what I'm saying? Not when you're trying to build a bond, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that, like there's no war in love. There's no love in war. It shouldn't be. You know what I mean? So, you know, I I just carry that. That's just that's how I live it. That's how I grew up seeing it. You know, my mom she had a relationship all the way up until he passed away. God rest his soul. Uh, they was never married. <clears throat> you know, never married. He had his own house. He he was very independent. You know, to the point that if if, if things got a little too thick with her and him, he'd be like, man, I'm I'm just going to my own. And just relax and get away from this shit. Cause I, I don't have to deal with it. You know what I mean? But they they was locked in for life. You know what I mean? They supported each other. You know what I mean? And it was great. You know, I witnessed that my whole life. You know? And so, you know, my, my two uncles, you know, they were married. They were married, I think either right before or right after I was born in 82. Okay. Right? So and they're still married to this day. My aunt was married to my uncle to his death. God rest his soul. But I, I've, I've, you know, dedication is all I know. You know what I mean? And loving your woman, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't come with a second thought. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and loving your man shouldn't either. You know. That's sometimes, sometimes love don't work, but that don't mean it gotta hurt. Right. You know. So, I think the sooner we get back to that, 
things would be better. Because everybody want to love somebody. A lot of this energy is just is single energy saying, I want somebody, but this is, so this is where I'm at with it right now. Everybody wants somebody. Everybody needs somebody. Mm -hmm. and they can argue with me if they want to. Everybody fucking needs somebody. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you get back to that, you know, I think a lot more calmer, a lot of this, this BS would be. Because shit, you a man, you know, before you get into a relationship, you might do everything from A to Z with your guys. You know, then you get you get booed up, as they call it. You get booed up. You know what I mean? Now, now you wanna you wanna chill with the windows up with the socks off with the breeze blowing. Like, nah, bro, I ain't exactly. I ain't going to hoop today. I don't feel like I wanna be here where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the hardest that's the hardest part that makes it to stay when things ain't right. Cause I know I was perfectly at peace over here. You know what I mean? And in my twenties and younger, most of my relationships, and I hear a lot of men say this, it felt like a lose-lose situation. Like no matter what I said or did, it was an issue or there was a problem or, you know what I mean? There's, there's a disconnect. And I look at life through duality. Like, so if you're not choosing connection with me, you choose a disconnection. There is no middle. There is no third option. Either we're going to come together or you're showing me we need distance. You know what I mean? So uh, the worst thing you can do is make a person choose, you know what I mean? Or get them used to living without you. That's why I always make sure I try to make amends. Even if I feel like I wasn't in the wrong, I'm trying to at least have this conversation. It's not for closure. To me, it's a sign of respect. And we don't do enough things in honor and respect no more. We do them out of fear. You know what I mean? So we got to get back to, to loving ourselves. That's that's the first step. And, and self-care ain't just smoking blunts and getting your hair done. Like, it's so much deeper than that. It's how you allow taking trips. <laughs> yeah, like, and crab legs and shit. Like, it's so much more than that. Like, it's how you talk to yourself. It's how you talk to other people. It's what you watch. It's what you entertain. It's the conversations you hold. You know what I mean? Like, is you taking from the world? Or is you putting back into it? And these is all things we know. You know, we may get afraid to ask ourselves these things and confront ourselves in these ways, but we know what we're doing. We know what's going on. Like, and the more mature we get, it's time to be adults. Because if adults ain't being adults, then the kids got to be adults. You dig what I'm saying? Like, we got to switch roads. And that's what's been happening. That's what happened with our generation with a lot of people. We, we had to grow up fast. You know what I mean? We've seen a lot. And it's paying off for us now, but we still overstand. There's a lot of things I went through I don't want my kids to have to go through. It's a lot of hard lessons I had to learn that I want them to get the game and I want them to learn through experience still, but not all these life-threatening situations or potential jail situations or potentially you spending all your money. You know what I mean? You just spent the bill money. These are things we can skip through. We got to get through survival, though, man. We still living in survival trying to thrive. It's not going to happen. We got to start living in abundance. You know what I mean? So, and, that, and that's going to take steps. We may not be the ones to see it. That's that's humility. We may just be doing it for our kids. And if that's the only reason, that's good enough reason for me. I'm still going to go hard. You know what I mean? I don't have to end up rich. I don't have to have people buying my books and, and liking my poetry and liking my art. I feel good because I know I put it out. I feel good because I don't hold on to it no more. You know what I mean? I release these things to release them. They're not mine. This art is for the world. That that situation I overcame is for the next person when they find themselves at that doorstep. It's not for me no more. So now the journey is finding that next thing. And we do that better when we're not trying to step on each other's toes. Everybody's not going to be in the same industry. We all not bakers. We all not rappers. 
You know what I mean? Like, we got to figure out what's good for us, and then things will fall in place. But as long as we greedy and we jealous and we envious of each other, we're going to live in chaos. Pass the collection plates, my <laughs> brother. <laughs> the doors are now open. Man, they got so much game off of this, and, and, and rightfully so. You know what I mean? Rest up to uh, OG Uncle Kev. But he is, they shoot down the messengers. That's what makes me kind of eerie sometimes when I want to get online and think I'm helping people or educating them because they're going to get them pitchforks. They're going to turn on your ass when you start to touch home with them. You dig? Yeah. People love it when you real. They just don't like it when you real with them. Yeah, man. They, mm. <laughs> it's, it's wild, man. You know, and, and you know, it's just a different time, man. You know, and we, we're all adjusting. I mean, shit, <clears throat> I graduated in 2000, right when the internet dropped. You know what I mean? My my 101 class in college was Microsoft. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're just living in this time, man. It's different. <clears throat> a lot of people are just struggling to adjust. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, the conversation is it's out loud now. And now that it's out loud, so much to filter through. Like you said, people don't want to be, they don't want you to be real with them. They, they, want, they want to be as real as they want it to be perceived. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They want to not like you too for what they think you're doing. And that's what and I kicks get it. into my self-care and my self-care is protecting my peace i will protect my peace with my last breath i do that better than anything else i do in this world you know what i mean because so much of my energy has to go into what i do like you said i, I didn't give myself a choice at one point in my life i said i'm gonna be great so that comes with a lot of steps and i need every ounce of energy so that's when i started to do my work and realize I needed to heal. I'm jumping in all these relationships and it's the same relationship. It's the same issue and you're trying to fix it with all these different people. You got to fix it with you. You got to address you before you've ever addressed the world. You know what I mean? You got to be secure with addressing you. You got to know who you are. And with the internet, it's hard to know who you are. You got 10 different outfits you can wear and none of them are real. <laughs> so you're not really growing. I tell people it's you treadmilling. You know what I mean? You get in motion, but you're not really going nowhere. Like you run, you can run as hard as you can on the treadmill. That motherfucker ain't gonna lift up off the ground. You still gonna be stagnant. You know what I mean? So the idea is not to move. The idea is to be efficient. So when you start making the best moves, you realize you don't even need much movement. You know what I mean? And these are the things I had to learn through healing. And you heal alone. People try to heal in groups. People get in relationships to heal. They're trying to get more money to heal. You heal alone with yourself. Go into nature. No technology, no people, just you. You know what I mean? Talk to yourself. Listen to yourself. It's going to change the world. Like, But we have to do that first. I, I, I used to be like that in my 20s. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get successful. Then I'm going to do everything else. Then I'm going to fix this and fix that. Like, nah, you got to check this first. <laughs> you got to check you first before any of that is even going to want to come to you. And you got to understand the process. You know what I'm saying? Because temptation is a motherfucker. It'll take you off course at any given time. But mm -hmm. back to uh, something originally that you were talking about, which is discipline. You know, if you, if you enforce that discipline on yourself, 
to not have that urge to break out of your mold when you're not ready. You know what I mean? And just be patient. Just work on that shit. You know, know, know the end goal. Know what you're aiming for. And once you once you get up in that realm, then maybe you can open up a little more. But, you know, people just, just got to have, you know, it comes down to confidence. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like if we turned on social media twice a week, shit would be different. Yeah, shit. Would be, but I mean, I'm I'm not here to to make no call to order. I'm nobody to do that. Right, right. You know, just I, you know, ideally, I think if I mean, I do it sometimes. You know, just intentionally. I I just won't even check nothing. I might watch a couple of TikTok videos. Cause let me just be funny and. Right. I really enjoy the the creativity people are coming up with. You know, you know, people are becoming many movie makers. Yes. Now, you know what I mean. They got scripts. They got you know they acting. You know they displaying their skill, and and you know they doing their thing. But you know, as far as like anything with like a like public opinion is like you know the the premise like Facebook or Instagram. I I'll just not check in for it to it for a day or two. And then when I do check in, it's like, Shh, man, you know what? I ain't missing it. Right. <laughs> but I've I built my page to 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 have people of you know of a variety, but people that, you know, I enjoy engaging with. It might be some people with some reckless, you know, outlooks on things. It might be some people with some some more polished you know, or more poised type of appeal. But, you know, I like to combine all that in one world, you know. But... Man, I feel like you just brought it full circle, because I feel like that it, that that should explain to people now, and we'll put it in layman's terms, the difference between a hustle, a side business, and a business. So, a business can run without you being there. You can take time off from your business because it's structured. A side hustle and a side business is they need you. You have to be the one working it to make the money. You have to actually show up for work that day. So sometimes a side hustle is good for a person and their job. But if you want that, like for me, I don't care about money. I like freedom of time. So I want businesses because I want to be making money while I'm on the beach. <laughs> you dig? While I'm while I'm over here taking some new artists or meeting some new author. Like I still want to be doing what I'm doing and having this over here making money. So social media can be a great tool if we learn how to use it. But we got to use it intentionally. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. So if we do want that time away, like people got to start getting them LLC, start looking into a business. So you can have your business still running and you don't have to be on here 24 seven because that stuff is draining. Even when I love it, even when I'm making money, I'm drained. And people kill me with the with the with the bullshit rebuttal of this is social media. It's freedom of speech. I can post what I want. I can post what I like. You know, it, it don't have it's just my opinion. I'm, I'm here having fun. Like you having fun until you get called out. You know what I mean? You you until until, until you call to duty. So cut the shit. You're doing this shit for attention. And, and and eventually the shit gets old. You know, so be responsible with the shit that you put out because I mean it's perfectly fine for somebody to go outside and fucking and, and drop all their clothes in front of the police station. That don't mean it's an okay thing to do. Right. I mean, but but you could but you could say freedom of expression, however you want to, you know, box it in. But 
you know, people just they gotta be more responsible with the shit they put out. And that and again, I'm not here to, to preach or judge or tell nobody what to do. It's just my observation. You know, a lot of people yeah. being on some real life bullshit. Yeah. You know, uh, we're giving the medicine, man, but just because we get the medicine don't mean the sick person gonna take it. That's, that's true. The reality. The sad reality, because again, I'm I'm an empath too. That shit hurts me when I see I, I love black love. I always shout out black love when I see it. When I see people fighting amongst each other, like that shit hurts. Like we we all are just oblivious. I know we don't speak on every incident, but some of these things I go home and hug my kids, like damn, like people are really hating hating each other for nothing, for misunderstandings, you know what I mean? So I, I always try to keep the faith things are gonna get better. And I do that by putting that love into the world. Same as when and it's always us more than anybody. Maybe that's just what I see, but I see a fucking lot of it. Yeah, we going viral. You know what I'm saying? We 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 headlining the opinions. You know what I mean? We are, we are fucking leading the chant of you know get rid of him or whatever whatever the goal of the narrative is. You know what I mean? It's it's right. us a lot. We got to understand. They sell that shit to us because I, I, I saw another post this morning and it was kind of light, but it was very interesting. You know, you got, you know, LeBron versus Jordan, one of the most ongoing sports debates ever. I'm not about to get into details. Don't even worry about it. Because <laughs> no matter who I say, it's, it's going to be a long, going argument. All right. But the comparison has been so. You got people talking bad about Bron. Now every everybody is discrediting Mike. He didn't play nobody, disrespecting his whole entire legacy. And then I seen a post this morning, and somebody said, "You ever seen white people compare Larry Bird to uh to Havlicek?" Never. And I'm like, "That's good. They don't do it. No, nope. in no sport." I mean, they, I mean, in no sport, in no realm yeah. is it is it common. Now, generally speaking, they probably got something that mixes in with the crowd and have their opinions. You know, you got some podcasters that feel a certain way about certain things, but in general, they they're not it's comparing. Not a public debate. Yeah, public debate, but they're not comparing their own to their own to the grade one and and raise up another one. Exactly. You know what I mean? We, we gotta we gotta tune. Gotta tune into that, man. Yeah. Shit, I, I ain't on front. I hate the, the the LeBron Jordan debate just because I know I'm gonna have to talk some bad shit about the person who I, who I didn't choose yeah. Yeah. to prove my point. Don't make me do it. I mean, I'm I'm equipped <laughs> with information, but I'm just saying I don't want to point that out. I just want to say that both of these dudes is great. You know what I'm saying? LeBron is now. Jordan was then, and let's just go the fuck on. But nah, man. But that's the that's the African American origin story. Someone told you you couldn't until you did it. So they think they're helping people by telling you what you can't do. And it's like, nah, we gotta educate ourselves. There's still backlash that come with that. And hell, now I'm I'm mad because of exclusion. How Kobe get knocked out of it? Like, so it's always gonna be someone upset when we have these type of comparative debates. And a lot of times. When we're talking the best, people are arguing their favorite. These are two different conversations. I didn't ask your favorite. We talking about See. the best. <laughs> See, 
I, I had the knob on a two on the stove. You just turned it to a six. <laughs> you just turned it to a six. Yeah, because it, it it really bothers me how Kobe can just get so dismissed. It's crazy. The nerve. And now, he actually passed away. Usually they get love when you die. Why are they doing my man's like this? Why is they doing it? They weren't doing this when Kobe was here. They were, they was, they was Mamba mentality. But it's that ratings. You you hit that nail on the head in the beginning. It's clickbait. They need because couldn't nobody fuck with right Kobe. Now. Couldn't nobody fuck with Kobe for real. Hands down, player for player. I'm talking, I'm talking system players, and I'm talking individually athletic players. Kobe had it for whatever you wanted to do, and he delivered that. He delivered that. And I think the only knock, which is a a a, a, a contradictive statement. Mm-hmm. In his own, but they say Kobe can't be top three because he was too much like Mike. But y'all got Mike number two or number three, so I gotta we gotta. Oh, what is y'all saying? None of it makes sense. It don't make sense. I look at the response. I never seen a player get so much praise from other players and coaches than Kobe has. Still to this day, other players is like he's the toughest I ever had to guard. He was, he was. Y'all would take him for like the people who actually play with them are saying these things. That's how I know y'all getting favoritism. Your first pair of shoes with some J's or some bronze. I get that. That's fun. But we talk about the actual game, the numbers, the eye test. They don't want to talk about that, man. That's that. I had to stop having basketball debates like ten years ago because it was really getting me salty, niggas. Like niggas I grew up with. I know your grandmother. Like, I shouldn't be this mad at you. Like, why you got like over this? Like, you know what? Let me just so I can keep my friendships. Let me just stop talking about this kind of stuff. That, yep. Cause that's how it get go. Cause then, then they start calling you names. Yeah. You know, I, I just seen dudes called uh Braun fans, Braun sexuals. I'm like, God damn. Cause I ain't gonna I, I get in it. I get in. When I feel like it gets out of hand, it's like, hold on, wait a goddamn minute now. Let's not do this now. Maybe, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just open this can of worms. Boom, it's out the bag. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck and spoiled in my way, and I'm realizing I'm just spoiled in the time that I've witnessed. Yeah. That to me, I'm always going to hold Jordan <clears throat> above anybody. Yeah. Because, I, you know, the greatness everybody talk about, I actually witness that shit in real time. You know, watching that game in a, in the living room, you know what I mean, eating dinner after practice, not knowing what to expect, and he threw some amazing shit. I seen it. And I seen what it what he what he what, what, what he what he took and made it do with it. So I can't I can't never detach from that when it comes yeah. to the argument with Jordan versus Bronze. Listen, bronze argument, they have a very valid argument. But I'm stuck in my time. And I feel like this era, this era is a is an era that's stuck on stats. Yeah. Like I've never heard so many greatest of all times just oh because you hit a you, you, you hit a, a a lot of threes or or because you hit a three every game for a hundred games. Whatever the whatever the record is. Now, every time they break a record, it's the greatest of all time. It's just all about stats. But yeah. this era is way more athletic, but the game's supposed to evolve. But it's overinflated. Like, you hit the nail on the head, and there's all these fake stats. 
the first seven foot player with left hands and like size twelve shoe to score ten points. Like that's not a real stat. Like I don't keep track of this kind of shit. Hey, can, can I apply for that job? How how many statisticians <laughs> do y'all have? Y'all gotta have at least 25, 30 statisticians that's sitting there like you, you document how many times he hit a right elbow shot. You like come on. Hey, so, those people, them little kids that clean the floors at the NBA games, they make like sixty to seventy k a year, bro. Hey, ain't that crazy? They gonna be in the, the NBA. The towel people, they making seventy bands. Look at Giannis. Look at I just learned it um, <laughs> in Giannis' story that his father, his father was a, a NBA player, ex NBA. He used to bring him to the games and all of that. You know, he was a towel boy. He became a ball boy. He started meeting NBA players and working with them. And look who he is now. And you know what's so crazy about that? Guess where I learned that from? Where? Fucking playing NBA 2K23. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm in, I'm in my career mode. We had to play the we had to play the Bucks. And you know they got the commentators talking. And I was like, yo, that's a that's a wild story. <laughs> Pause the game. Like, hold on. I said, damn, this nigga was a towel boy. What'd you look at that? And you can't stop that fucking man on the game. I can't stand how they got, man, they got Giannis. Like, he, 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 Jordan, Shaq, skipped the Malou. Yeah. They always got that player, though, man. Mine like that used to be Dwight Howard. He was OP on the game, bro. You was. Say, what what about Dwight Howard? I said they always got that overpowered player on the game that you just they got playing unstoppable. Like when oh, White yeah. played for the Magic on 2K, bro, you couldn't stop him. He could do everything: rebound, dunk, block, steal. I like, yeah. bro. Yeah, you're right. And now since we're talking about 2K, I want to say this out loud because I just had a conversation with my guy on some phone to phone shit about this ongoing LeBron and Jordan debate. Uh-huh. It's levels to this, man. Yeah, you know I mean, and ain't no shade. I, I love LeBron. He he's earned his keeps. You know, he's earned the argument. He's earned that spot. You know, I solely feel like he fucked it up when he went to Miami and promised seven, eight rings and didn't deliver. Yeah. That that's just my basketball fans. You know, what I'm saying opinion. When he said that, I said, God damn, LeBron. And then when he said, I'm the I'm the I'm the greatest of all time or the best in it. I'm like, bro, don't say. Let them say that. You killing me. Anyway, I'm playing 2K, and they have it's called a Jordan Challenge. Yeah, and you know the Jordan Challenge is you, you play every pivotal game in his career from winning the championship in North Carolina to play. I didn't even know his first his first rookie year. He played on Team USA against the '80s All Stars with yeah. Kevin McHale, Bird, Isaiah. You know what I mean? And he hit like a he had like a forty piece. He balled out. Oh, he was fucking him up. But you had to play every game. You got to play the Cavs game to hit uh, the game winner shot. Um, the sixty three point game, sixty three and nine game. And I'm I'm sitting and I'm like, you know what? LeBron ain't gonna get this shit. Hell no. I'm, look, maybe they gonna make some kind of storybook game feature for him later. But it a Jordan is on a different level, man. Yeah. His greatness is top tier, man. People got to put some respect on the OG, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I ain't saying nothing to shade, bro, or this era. 
But y'all gotta put some respect on the OG, man. I like Bron as a person. Um, I've never been caught up in all the hype as a player. He's really great. You know what I mean? I don't deny his greatness, but the best, I, it's so many factors, man. And, and, and I don't feel like you can be the best without killer mentality. Like, you got to have that dog in you. People have to be afraid to play against you. How people yeah, are afraid to play, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mike Tyson. That's how it got to be. That's the best to me. You know what I mean? At that time. So, I don't see it. I think he's a really good teammate. He's a really good guy. He's friendly. But I, I like my players a little savage, man. I want them cussing out the coach and going out there and drop 50. They doing their own thing, dude. <laughs> now, look, look. Look. Pay attention. Because it may or may not happen. I say may or may not. Because I'm still pushing for Golden State a little bit. Okay. I, I'm not anti-Bron, but I, you know, I'm I'm definitely pro championship team, and they showed me last year they can come back from almost anything, and that's how they won it. But let's just say in life that they lose the semi, the, the Western semi conference finals, or the, I'm sorry, the Western conference finals would be another Bron versus KD matchup. I'm ready for it because I'm a KD advocate. Me too. You know, as you said, I, I, I like a player. I like I like a stone cold killer on the court. Yeah. Growing up, that's 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 the pool I was thrown into. Those were the guys I grew up around. My, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we was it, it, it was pit bulls on pit bulls. It wasn't no poodles. Right. You know what I mean? And, and when it came game time, when it came to it, you had to be you had to be that guy. And I love seeing the way KD can be that guy whenever it comes down to it. I don't care what nobody say about him joining teams. He was he was traded to. He was brought in. He ain't jumped on no bandwagons. And they and they got two. Cause he ain't never had a player like Devin Booker. Ever. No. Devin Booker is the closest thing to Kobe. Devin I Booker. Rose's game. I, it's a lot of guys that worked with Kobe. Devin Booker is he's a killer. Playing with the red, Kevin Booker is like Russell Wilson with a higher shooting percentage. Yeah. Because Russ had that potency, and he was putting it up at OKC, but the motherfucker was laying Too much, bricks. man. Too much. It's the like, same bro, thing that happened KD in OKC, the ball. The same thing that happened in OKC was what was happening in Miami between who's going to take the last shot, Wade or Bron. And Westbrook wanted to be that guy. Like, he even – I felt like he felt slighted when KD won MVP. Like, KD was the best player in the world. I, I was already telling people that, okay, yeah. he's the best player in the world. Bro, he can dribble. He can shoot. He can defend. He, there's nothing he can't do on the court. Nothing. Yeah. And he's going to get it going. Man. They said to me, they said to me this next round, and I'll tell everybody, I don't want to hear no excuses. Don't try to usher in bronze age. I don't want to hear none of that shit because the last time they met, KD tore his mouth out. Yeah, twice. Cleveland tore his mouth out. Oh, he had this. I said I don't want to hear none of that, <laughs> bro. All the hype came up to that game, and Brian knew KD was on the other side of that rock. Bro, you gonna either have to make a stop or or make him stop you. Yeah. KD chose A, and you couldn't do it, bro. You ran off and let Jr. I mean, not Jr. Tristan, let, um, um, Tristan Thompson was guarding him, bro. Man, no, he let somebody get fried for that big three. Was it uh? It wasn't Jordan Clarkson. Who was it? It it was uh, Rodney Hood. 
could have oh, okay. good out there to he could have he could have kept his assignment off the switch off. He ran like nah, you take it. KD fried right over top. So so <laughs> this time, the time is this, this will probably be the last time that we'll see a playoff with Brown versus Curry or the or the Warriors. Brown versus KD. This probably gonna be the last time. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I'm excited. I, I'm excited for any of the teams that can win. For real. Well, it's a toss up this year, and somehow the Lakers, they they they're they're finding the will to win. I'm gonna be honest. I don't fucking like it. I I I I, I don't. Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't. They're not gonna have the same style of game though next round because the Nuggets and the Suns actually have bigs. Golden State don't have a damn center. So the Lakers went got three centers. You know what I mean? Like I think the Nuggets will get them a problem too. They're a tough matchup for both teams. Yeah, but you know, you can't just win with just Booker and KD. And no, with the with the with the with the new roster that um, the Lakers have, I don't know because they play a little fearless. Now they might break a lot of shots, but I like I like the edge they play with. You know what I mean? And I feel like. Ron being out when they acquired them new pieces, it gave them a couple games to to fill their own chemistry, and then just add Bron in. So, I mean, if it's going to be if it's going to come down to just KD and Booker, they're going to have to have fifty and fifty, some phenomenal games. Yeah, but I don't, it's something about LA the way they play, man. When it comes time to it, somehow shit just works out for them. Now that last Golden State game, thirty-seven free throws and sixteen free throws. I want everybody to note that they lost by twenty-seven, almost yeah, twenty-seven or thirty. Shit, they had fucking twenty-one point advantage on free throws alone. Somehow it works out for them. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, KD on Bron, I got my popcorn. I don't care about nothing else. I'm a I'm a basketball fan. Thanks. I love to see the battle on the court. So, KD versus Bron, I, I don't care about no role players who's doing it. I want to see the matchup. Yeah, I agree. How I look at all the teams I've seen it now is like a really good session of open gym. And it's like all the teams are good. You can't really have a favorite. It's whoever get hot. It's whoever hit. You know what I mean? You got a bunch of big shot teams. So I'm, I'm excited. I think all fans are winning right now. So is there anything you want to leave the people with? We covered a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I like the playoffs this year because it's, it's really no shoe-in teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just whoever bringing the best game. I'm shocked. That James Harden came came awake the way he has in Philly. But I always knew he was him, but I'm like, I ain't heard much of him. It's been all about him. You know what I mean? I didn't even factor that. I counted them out. I'm gonna be honest. You know what I mean? But hey, he keep playing the way he playing. And I think they a tough matchup for the Heat. They gonna lose to the West. They a tough matchup for the Heat. Oh, they definitely gonna lose. I don't see I don't see nobody from the East coming out strong enough unless it's Boston. Now, people might kill me for that, but unless it's Boston, I don't really see nobody equipped talent wise 
to match up with nobody in the West that's going to go to the finals. I agree. I just don't. I mean, because Brian's still a fucking big deal. Yeah. He's still you a can't big just deal. count him out. That's true. And and, and, and he's a problem on the matchups because he's every fucking way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you got AD. If, if AD just stay healthy, man. I think he playing hurt, man. He plays like he ain't 100%. That's that internet. They bullies. They done had so many jokes. He can't sit out. That's my big, my big baby. He, he feeling lonely. He all right. <laughs> Go in there, bro. So, no, nah, I was going to say we covered a lot. Is there anything you want to lead the people with? Um, If you got any business... Looking for any service, feel free to look look me up on Facebook, open table. I would just keep it on Facebook more more than anything. That's where I'm mostly active. You can always catch me on Instagram, talk to him eighty two, T A L K, the number two, E M eighty two. And we can talk about whatever you want to do. You know, your your vision is my priority. So let's get together, let's work, let's build. I'm authentic and I'm real. I'm going to give you a million percent from the get-go. So, you know, hit me when you're ready, because I'm ready. That's real. It's been a pleasure, man. This was a great conversation. There's going to be a lot for people to take from this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Congratulations on everything you got going on. Thank you, sir. And big shout-out to Latasha Reigns and with her Because I Can brand. Y'all check that out. Got a lot coming soon. Yeah. It's up. Men in business in June, man. Y'all got businesses. Y'all want to get some advertisement. Y'all want to connect with you know with more people. Check out Latasha Reigns and the men in business uh event coming up in June. It's definitely something worth coming out and taking part in. You know, it's a nice community family event for all of us that's doing business out here. Yeah, we all gonna be in the building. Make sure y'all come show some love. Thank you, brother. Thank you for sure. you on, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to get with you real soon. I definitely want to come get on your show. Bless the stage, too. All right. Shout out to the Good Life Kickback. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out.